Nerdlets, welcome to another episode of This Week in Marvel. I am Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and this is a special one, another one, the second part in our series of interviews from the set of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, if you missed the first episode, uh, you can hear me chatting with Chris Pratt, who plays Star-Lord, and Zoe Saldana, who plays Gamora, but in this episode, we get to chat. I got to sit down with James Gunn, the film's director and one of its writers, as well as Dave Bautista, who plays Drax in the film, as well as uh, being an awesome, awesome wrestler. Um, really cool stuff. Everything I got to see on set. Uh, I'm flipping through my notebook that I, I wrote everything I saw down. Um, you know, really uh, lots of great little things that I saw, like watching the... For me, because I'm not on set all the time, you know, seeing the, the extras and the doubles, I think is always, is always pretty cool. Um, you know, like, they look sort of like the you know the the stars you know but they're they just need to stand in for different shots and i it always it, for some reason it always amuses me um and you know we're gonna go into these two interviews i had just finished talking with uh, chris pratt um when i was about to sit down with james gunn we were actually on a set where they were filming some scenes inside the guardian spaceship uh the milano and, you know, there are a whole bunch of different things going on primarily. Um, it's, it's part of a larger montage scene. So when you see the film um, in the Milano, sort of towards the back part of the movie, that's a scene I will, I will have been watching them film. Uh, James was amazing. I have been a fan of his for, for many years. Um, Slither is such a cool, creepy movie. I highly suggest you check it out. He's done a ton of other great things, and he's a trauma dude, which always warms my heart. Uh, but let's dive right into my chat with James Gunn. You know, I just got, I got, uh, I got it in my craw, and <laughs> I couldn't get it out, and um, went home and just, uh, you know, I think I sat in the meeting originally with Jeremy Latcham and, and uh, Jonathan Schwartz, and I wasn't sure about it, but on my way home and as I got home I just it just I kept thinking about yeah. it and um, um, I didn't there's been a lot of like you know bigger budget movies some of which I've been attached to some of which I've you know turned down or whatever um, but it always seemed like they seemed like movies that weren't really an expression of myself like anybody who was a big budget movie director could do them and they would be the same from person to person right and when I first heard about Guardians I really thought it was something that if I took it on it would be different than if anybody else did it mm -hmm. not that it would necessarily be better it would just be different and uh, yeah so yeah that was I mean that was really it I yeah. just felt like I could this this is a movie that was a big budget movie which I've always wanted to do but it was one that could really be specific to me yeah and um and that excited me a lot was there one moment, you know, you said you're driving home and it started to, to come together. Was there something in there that clicked for you? Like it, the visual, it was the visual uh -huh. quality of it. I really just saw where um, I had a, a visual, you know, feel for the movie yeah. in terms of it being something that was um, a mix of something that was had a lot of the feel of old, you know, 50s and 60s science fiction movies but also had a lot of the grit of, you know, science fiction movies from the 70s. And I think there's been a lot of things that have been very influenced by the look of Blade Runner and Alien. And I think that's good, but I also, I miss some of the, the colorful stuff of mm -hmm. movies before that. And so it was kind of taking those different things and making our own amalgamation of it and adding our special, you know, twist to it. So it was really a visual thing yeah. more than anything else. 
we were walking around the room with all the concept art this morning, and I'm like, the Necrocraft. That's a. It's such an awesome name, but it's such a great look. Everyone's like, yeah, that's, that's James. That's yeah, right yeah. there. And I was like, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It, you you put this really cool stamp on, you know, this universe and made it so different from what anyone would think to see in a space. You know, like it, it yeah. has its own feel. There's we were in the um, the dark aster. It was like it was gritty. It was cool. It was dark. Yeah. Something something interesting to that. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we gonna see Lloyd Kaufman make a, an appearance? He's yeah. He's yes. got a little tiny. Yes. I mean, you know, he could get cut out, but he's now he's he's just a he's just purely a. But the, you a know, like because I background uh, featured. I'm a extra. you know trauma guy. I love cool. loved it back in the day. Love it still. You know your stuff. I mean, it's it's just cool to have like. That yeah, yeah. Put in our universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he spent the day with us in the kiln in the prison. Yeah. And so he's he's, he's in there as a prisoner. It's pretty cool. That's great. Um, now I, I remember seeing early on you had um, Dan and Andy, Abner and Lanning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah. set and like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, They've come on set twice at least. Yeah. 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 What was it? You know, was that you reaching out to them because you love their stories? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I mean, I, I like those guys, and I you know I found out they were here in England, and so we had invited them to come in to read the script initially and just kind of show them what we were doing um, because I think we owed a lot to them. I, I really don't know how it originally happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe one of them wrote me on Twitter or something, mm -hmm. you know, but but yeah, I found out they were here and so we invited to come in and check everything out and, you know, get their blessing and and, uh, and they were very, very excited and very happy with the script and then they came back while we were shooting and got to see us film some of it and they were flipping out because like, you know, these <laughs> characters that they wrote for so long would come up and talk to them and they were like, Tripping out, especially I think when Zoe came up and was talking to them, and they're like, "What?" The <laughs> but uh, it was pretty cool, yeah. You had uh, actual raccoons on the set. Um, we had. What was that all about? Well, we had uh, when we first started doing the movie, and we started hiring the guys to do the design work on Rocket, the VizDev guys. We we brought raccoons into the the um, you know the the offices in Manhattan Beach. To, mm -hmm. To have them take a look at, you know, what raccoons moved like, what they were like, and then when I came out here, I thought this would be a great thing to do for our animators, um, so they could see the raccoons sure. and how they move. And, and uh, we brought raccoons out there, and and I actually just made friends with the, the owners of the raccoon, and so now I hang out with the raccoon all the time. <laughs> Did they? Have, I thought I saw you post a picture of, like other animals. It was like a menagerie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a lot of different animals, so they come over to my house and they hang out. That's terrific. A meerkat and a coati and a armadillo and, and all these different animals and yeah I just I like animals a lot so yeah. I mean I love raccoons which is one of the reasons I was attracted to be in this movie so I, I um, yeah it's cool that's awesome my boss and I were like w I don't know how it came up we were just like riffing on we wanted to do something fun for the movie and like some silly web video series so we came up with this idea of uh, the raccoon whisperer yeah. and trying to you know formulize that in yeah, our head yeah. and see what it is and try <laughs> to place it around yeah. Whatever, it's goofy <laughs> stuff, but uh, it's gonna be fun. I am the raccoon whisperer. I mean, they love me. Look they it. love me. I tackle them. I play them. They're they're big. Raccoons are big. Yeah. Like full grown raccoons are pretty fucking big. And there's this one I've become pals with named Oreo, and Oreo loves me because I play rough play with him. But he fucks you up. He'll fuck you up. <laughs> well, he's, he's really big. Have you seen the? He must like, be seventy pounds or something. Oh. Sixty? Nah, maybe not that. Sixty pounds. Have you seen the hillbilly guy with the raccoon? He's yeah, dancing with yeah, him. I love yeah, that guy. Yeah, 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 He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the raccoon's like that. <laughs> That's great. Um, so what is, like, you were, you you added a lot to the script. You know, I know it started out in the writer's program, and you came into it. What is it like now on a day-to-day -day basis? Do you guys just, like, start riffing on stuff, or is it very, really no, sticking it's pretty, to what you want? What's up, Nick? I want to take you next door. 
to look at the eclector one more time. What, but why right now? Because um, I'm doing this, so that's okay. why I can't, I don't understand. Why can't we just wait 20 minutes or something, no? Okay, I was just getting a gap in shooting. Yeah, okay. Right. That's what I'm doing this for. Okay. okay. I don't get it. Um, so, um, uh, the script, are you guys sticking? No, 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 no. I, we, we stick pretty closely to yeah. the script. Yeah, we're pretty. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we add, you know, improv lines here and there, but, you know, we, 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 we keep the, the, the script. We're pretty, pretty close. Yeah. Zoe said she worked with you a lot on uh, the Gamora character. Yeah, really yeah, like yeah, form, yeah. For like sure. Forming what that was, and yeah, what was that like? Totally. It was great. I mean, I think, you know, Zoe came in and she, uh, you know, one of the things I liked about Zoe off the bat was she was very blunt in terms of what she loved and what she didn't love about the script. And um, and she just had some ideas for, you know, they weren't, they weren't necessarily ideas on how to improve Gamora, but things that she thought needed to be improved. Mm -hmm. And so um, I really sort of took her lead on that in terms of making her a, a character that was... I don't want to say a stronger character. I think a more interesting character because in some ways it was a stronger character. In some ways it was a weaker character. Somebody who was a little bit more of a full, fully rounded, you know, not human being because Gamora is not a human being, but a fully rounded character. Yeah. I was talking to Chris and he said that at first he was like, nah, I'm not going to do this. And you were like, nah, I don't, I'm not sure about that yeah, guy. That's true. And then eventually, right yeah, you came together. I still am not sure about him. I still think that there's, it was, we made a pretty big mistake hiring him and, um, a lot of like the things about the movie that are the worst are basically things with Chris Pratt. See, there's the things I kind of say as a joke, and then somebody like will put it down in print somewhere, thinking, <laughs> thinking, please, thinking that people understand that it's a joke. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Jokes don't translate. No, to, in, especially soundbites. It's print, especially as print. In print soundbites. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're gonna use this as a podcast, so that's yeah. gonna be like. Oh, is this a podcast? I, I, yeah, Still we're gonna brother. use it for our, for our show. That's all right. We'll clean. <laughs> yeah, it up. no. So then, in that case, uh, Chris is uh, awful. <laughs> he's um, egocentric. <laughs> he's handsome. That he is handsome. Yeah. But he's an asshole. Sexy. Um. You know, there's this a lot. Talent, of, listen, I, I think, I think talent, with, you know, I think you with don't a. Even have to be as handsome as I am to be considered handsome when you're as, as talented. I as think I am. with a lot of editing, you know, we may get a Dolph Lundgren type of performance. Out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nicest fucking thing anyone's ever seen. <laughs> you have no idea how much I love Dolph Lundgren. Dolph. Yeah, well, I've always said, like, you know how Sex in the City, women are always compare. They're always like, which one are you? Are you Carrie? I do the same thing, but with the Expendables cast, and I've always been the Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> always been the Dolph of the group. Uh, sorry, I think I'm, I'm the guy with the cauliflower ear, unfortunately. Randy Couture? Yeah. Randy Couture. Unfortunately. Yeah, I don't he's know awesome. Couture. He's my, he's my favorite UFC fighter. Captain yeah. America. That's his nickname. He he's he badass. He tweeted me on, on Twitter. Wow. I guess I'm him. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, cool. so... Uh, but I, no, no, Chris is, uh, yeah, Chris, uh, I didn't think Chris fit the role originally, and, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the chubby guy from Parks and Rec, I'm not sure, um, and uh, and uh, Sarah Finn, the casting director, kept trying to sneak him into auditions, and I kept saying, I don't think that'll work, and so I kept saying no, and then eventually one day she's like, oh, okay, you have a meeting with this person and this person, and then Chris Pratt is coming in, and by then it was like, she kind of just trapped me, 
So it really is because of Sarah that Chris is in this movie. She, she deserves all the credit. Well done to yeah. her. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then the funny thing is, you know, he came in and he read, and within 20 seconds of him reading, I knew he was the guy. So it was not like, you know, even though he was not in the best shape of his life or anything else, he came in, he read for 20 seconds, and I knew we had found our guy, the thing that we had been so sadly lacking. That's awesome. Uh, and what about Dave Bautista? Because I'm excited because I'm a, a wrestling fan. Uh -huh. I, you know, I'm watching his progression through different films and stuff, and it's awesome. And then to see him land a role in our movies, I'm super excited. Yeah, Dave is, um, well, Dave is just, he's going to be the true revelation of the movie, I think, because, number one, Dave fits the character of Drax perfectly. Um, but he, one of the reasons he, he's, he's able to do everything the character needs. And I think within the script, in a lot of ways, Drax is sort of the most interesting character in a lot of ways. He's the most unique character, I think. Um, um, everybody else has their predecessors, and I think that, that Drax is, is truly a unique character. Um, he's arrogant. Uh, he's a buffoon, but he's noble at the same time. He's an alien who speaks in sort of a Shakespearean dialect, uh, but at the same time has a great range of emotions in his character he's pissed off nearly all the yeah. time um and he's and, and and dave is really able first of all he's physically drax i mean yeah. who how could you possibly look more physically like drax and secondly he is um he's got this this he's very 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 funny and able to do all the humorous stuff that drax is able to do and he's able to do the emotional stuff that drax is able to do and that is something that I mean, it's almost like proof of the existence of God that one person is able to do all those elements of a character. And uh, we worked very hard on, on finding that, that character. And, and uh, contrary to popular belief, no one else was ever offered this role besides Dave. And he went up a lot of, against a lot of other actors um, who uh, tried to get the role, of a lot of other actors, and um, a lot more experienced actors, frankly. Mm -hmm. And Dave was just the best in every way. In every way, from an acting level, physically, comedy, everything. Yeah. And uh, and he's truly like the the revelation of the movie, I think. In the script, I love how how like he's just straightforward. He you know you see yeah, what you yeah. see is what you get. Yeah, exactly. He, what you say is what he interprets. Yeah. He has no understanding. Drax's people have no understanding of metaphor love uh, it, or simile. That doesn't. That's not something that he's able to do. He's yeah. Just everything is what it is. Yeah. And it, it works on so many levels, and then that the emotional stuff that you're talking about. I remember reading that script, like, damn, that's going to be some heavy stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of those beats in the movie that, like I was saying at the beginning, it's hard to imagine that we could go into space and you know we're in the severed head of a celestial, you know, and like you have characters who can do those really right. emotional yeah, yeah. human moments. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's, um, I think that one of the important things for me with this movie was because it's so outlandish and because it's so just out there in general was to be able to ground us in certain ways because you don't want you want an audience who loves all the excitement and the new images and the new stuff that's going on but at the same time their feet are grounded and they feel attached and committed to this film and um, I think that really was through adding the human element of it and it's hard to say that you have such a massively human and dramatic element in, in a movie with a raccoon but I think that is what we have yeah. and, and, and to keep those emotions um, are really what connect us to all these characters, and that's uh, that's an important thing of the movie. Yeah, and uh, like Groot acting like a cat at some point. What? Well, how did that? Where, stuff, yeah. yeah, I was like that. That is just. Yeah. It's incredible. Though. I yeah. love that stuff. <laughs> uh, so we cast Bradley Cooper yeah. as Rocket. Yeah. What, 
why what was about you know what did you have in your head that said oh he has to sound like this a lot this of things attitude. i mean i think that number one we 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 auditioned a lot of different actors for uh for rocket and um none of them were quite right quite right we auditioned a lot of voice actors uh, many of whom were just too cartoony um frankly uh, and I think we needed a real actor. And Bradley is perfect in that he's a real actor, uh, but he's also very good at comedy. Mm -hmm. And um, and Rocket, as you know, is a kind of a fast-talking city-type guy. And uh, and Bradley's able to do that. Yeah. And, um, and 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 not everyone is. And it's sort of his natural pace. I feel that actors are best when they sort of work into their natural pace. And the, the pace of Bradley is different from an actor like Chris who has a little bit more of a um, southern feel to him almost. Mm -hmm. um, just as lively and just as energetic and just as amazing, but it's not like that boom, 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 boom of, of Bradley. And, and he's just perfect for Rocket because of that. And he's, he's just great. He's awesome. Great. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Cool, man. I appreciate it. Okay, dude. Thank hey. you. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks. All right, guys. I uh, hope you dug my chat with James Gunn. He's he's really cool. He's terrific. And I, I thank him immensely for taking the time out of his schedule to just sit and BS with me. Uh, you, you may not realize it, but like the amount of things that these folks are doing on the sets for these movies, James dealing with, you know, every facet of the production, uh, and, and, you know, having input and advising and directing and all these different things, uh, for him to give us 20 minutes was, was great. And he was awesome. Um, and I think it was either right before, or right at, well, before I get to, um, to Drax, to Dave Batista, uh, I think there's a bit in the interview with James where Chris Pratt comes over and James and I were sitting in in this little nook, this cove that was covered uh, on the set, and Chris just sort of comes over and starts stretching and and being uh, being very silly. It was it was great. It was you could tell that they were having a blast on set. Um, and then I got to talk with uh, Dave Batista who just so great um super humble dude as you'll hear in the interview uh has done so much in the world of entertainment because he's been you know wrestling for 10 years he did some mma he's been in a ton of movies but this is the thing that i think uh is great after i first saw the movie i sent dave a note and just like hey dude i saw the movie i thought you were great you know it's it's a tough role because uh the character is is literal the things he says and the things that are said to him, he takes completely literally. And that could be a little bit of, of a difficult role because it's, it's one you really have to sell. And I think he does a fantastic job. Um, so I, I'm delighted that he, we had this opportunity to work with him and super glad I got to talk to him. Um, so, yeah, check it out. My chat with Dave Batista. So I'm Agent M on Twitter and yeah, all that. Yeah, I'm very excited for uh, to see everything. Everybody's been talking up your performance and I mean I read the script so I know the role has some real oh, meat cool. on the bones yeah, you feel like it's the worst day to come in man. ah it's alright yeah, there's nothing going on today but. <laughs> but I've had a chance to speak with people which is yeah, cool yeah so what was what was your first reaction to reading the script oh uh, whenever god first reaction well, it took me a while to read the script I'm very slow <laughs> I, always, I always tell people I, I learned I learn a lot better visually and verbally. It takes me a while. Mm -hmm. I'm the guy who has to read everything ten times to really get it to sink in. Um, but when I, I read it, still I was struggled. I was concerned because I was, you know, struggled with um, Drax's dialogue. You know, just uh, 
it's not natural to me at all. Mm -hmm. You know, but I loved the script. I thought it was fun. I thought it was actually surprising how much fun it was. You know, how much humor yeah. it was at. You know, but uh, I shouldn't have been knowing King James and, and seeing some of the stuff. Sure. But uh, yeah, that was. I think that was my. I was really concerned because now you know it's kind of real. Now I had the part, and now <laughs> I had to, you know, prove my worth. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, yeah, I think I was just I was really concerned. I started thinking immediately, oh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to pull this off? So I think that was like, my first reaction. And then getting on set and starting to, to work with other people, though. I mean, yeah. did it, how how long did it take for you to be like, oh, this is clicking, everybody's sort of like firing? It, it was, uh, it wasn't right right off the bat, man. It was uh, kind of, uh, it was the shower scene, you remember the mm -hmm. uh, shower scene? It was, yeah. it was that, it was, that was the first, uh, time when I felt, man, I could really see the scene coming together and I could really start to feel a little bit more at ease and, uh, and I could see, uh, I was just kind of feeling, everybody was feeling it and it was, the scene was all over the place too because it's, there's some stuff that wasn't in the script that was added in, uh -huh. it was kind of ad-lib stuff and it was great, man, just really, really good stuff. Um, and, all, and all, it would also, because you know, I did some stuff before that, but they were like bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. you know? Like this was like my first scene. You know, it was my first you know real dramatic dialogue and everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I was. I think that was it. And that was a while ago. It was, it was, it was yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys have been shooting for what since July? Yeah. And it's like, man, it's uh, it's it's magic. And I, I wish you could see a lot, you know, a lot more of this stuff than other than what we're doing today. Because the casting is just it's a good chemistry, man. Like yeah. really good. It's been like so much fun. So it's been, you know, just a lot of real good energy, a lot of, I mean, a lot of good drama, a lot of laughs, and it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, I think people are going to be, man, they're going to be amazing to see this movie. What do you think, uh, because, you know, I'm a wrestling fan, and a lot of our guys in the office, oh, I got to I gotta say, uh, our PR director for all the Marvel, mo the TV stuff, he's a huge fan, so I have oh, yeah. to, I, he, I told him, I'm Tell him Arun says hello. He wants to meet you at some point. Oh, okay, like cool. he, he's all jacked up and he's like, oh, he, really? <laughs> he really, he's like, he does the, the, yeah. you know, that all the time. He's, he's a goofball, but he, yeah. he's a big fan. Um, what do you think the wrestling fans are gonna think when they see your performance come through? You know, the, the odd thing man, is uh, wrestling fans have been like, super supportive of me. You know, it's uh, they never. I mean, it's it's weird, man, because I left. When I left WWE, it was almost like starting over again. I didn't get any support from them, the company. Um, you know, then I started doing like the Twitter thing, and s like slowly, people, wrestling fans, found out that you know it was me, and it was, <laughs> my name was actually spelled B-A-U-P-I. <laughs> and they, you know, they put two and two together and figured out that you know I'm here, and this is what's going on with my career. I didn't, I didn't just disappear. Yeah. I just been like, kind of paying my dues at other stuff, because uh, um, this is a really the first big high-profile thing I've done. Um, so they, they've always been there for me, man. I mean, I've I I got you know, certain criticism here and there, but you know, for the most part, wrestling fans have been super supportive of me, and that's every day, man. If I could tell you, if I had, if I had a quarter of a penny for every time I get asked when I'm coming back, <laughs> I would be the richest dude probably in this country. You know, it's just, no, I see uh, your your tweets all the time. Oh my it's God, hilarious. So uh, how uh, how long does it take to put on to get they, through all that? They've got it down to about um, it's just normal makeup like this is. It's, uh, they've got it down to like just over three hours, which came down from like four and a half. All right. You know, it's like an hour, a little over an hour to take off. Mm -hmm. But um, it depends. On, I have like stages of makeup. I have like regular makeup like this. You know, we've been through. You know, I've been through a couple fights and I've been through a big crash. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a different <laughs> state. Like the crash makeup takes the longest because I'm just 
all jacked up and we're like blown up and this shit. <laughs> so it's makeup and then more makeup to make me look beat up and then uh, we've been through a crash. I saw the, uh, like, you could call them knives because when you hold them, they look like knives, but like if I hold them, they look like swords. <laughs> those are awesome. Did yeah. you have, what was your reaction to those when you first saw them? When I first saw them, I, I thought they were too big, you know, and it's really just because uh, I've done a martial art uh, called Kali and I've done it for years. And I used a, a knife called Bandit. It's just much smaller. It's actually it, it hooks back. Uh -huh. So and if you've seen the knives, they're like way out here. So yeah. to me, they felt like huge. But actually, when I see images of them, they, they look just right. I mean, they're like they're perfect. Yeah. yeah. What was the martial art? Kali. Kali. Yeah. What? Where is that from? Where did it's originate? a Filipino martial art. Nice. Yeah. What is that? Well, like, what goes into it? Is it? Sort of more. It's basically knife fighting. <laughs> <laughs> what prompted you to get in? Um, I that? Well, I started training with a guy, and I actually, I, I'd come off an injury, and I wanted to start doing training, uh, go to fight training, mm -hmm. just for conditioning. And the, the trainer that I found was great, and he was an incredible martial artist. His name is Maurice Crump. And that was one of the things that, that he had mastered was Kali, he was a Filipino martial artist then. Uh, it was pretty cool. I'm half Filipino. And uh, I've always been kind of into my roots and stuff. And so I figured I'd just, I'd just take it up. And I was doing other stuff with them, you know, for conditioning. I was actually doing more time for conditioning. But I really kind of fell in love with Kali. That's awesome. Yeah, so I just stuck with it. That's cool. Yeah. Do we have to? No. Yeah. I don't think we're. Nah. I think they're shooting like an insert. Like Zoe's hand or something like that. Um, going back to what we were talking about with Twitter, you're one of the most positive people I follow. And I, like, I like that. Every yeah. day you've got something. Yeah, I, I try to be, you know, I even, for a while I've stayed away from Twitter because I just got tired of all the negative, I mean, gosh, haters, I hate women for nothing, but I kind of learned how to deal with them, and I usually deal with them by either just blocking them right off the bat and not respond, because I know they want a response, and yeah. sometimes I give it to them, but sometimes if people are, if they're like hating on me, but if they do it in a funny way, I'll retweet them, because I think, you know, if they've got a sense of humor, then, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I try to be, and I think a lot of people, and also because you know, we want people to get a sense of reliability on mm -hmm. not who the guy they saw in WWE. Because sure. it's just, hey, the guy they saw in WWE is not me. No. I mean, it's not me. And people are still, you know, sometimes they're disappointed with that. They just, you know, it's just, it's just not who I am. You know? Yeah, it's tough for some fans to understand that it's a character. Yeah, you know, know. Like, uh, once they, you know, they, they get it, they uh, either fall in love with the character or they, you know, fall in hate with the character. They just don't know how to deal with that. That's who they, you know, that's who you are in their minds. Yeah. Those scenes were like really some of my most intense scenes in the, in the, you know, the movie too. So that I'd shoot you. I mean, for me, and uh, it was a really a good run. Yeah. yeah. Was it the stuff well, talking about the family and the different? It was, it was all across the board. It was me, you know, fired, uh, confront Logan. Uh, you know, out drinking, partying. I'd get in there. I got in, you know, I got in a fight with Groot in the bar. I got in a fight with Logan in the street. Running hands were my ass. <laughs> is where we really just really start to unite as, as guardians, you know, kind yeah. of kind of after, this is really the end of the night where we all just, we blow up and we just start to disband, but then we, you know, we come back together and then, yeah. we, like, then we, are, we officially are the guardians of the galaxy. You know? I, I love the emotional arc that mm -hmm. the teens go totally through, you know, like, not after you yeah. and all the characters have that, yeah. but it's totally separate as a group have that too. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, we're, we're a bunch of misfits, man. And we're, all, we're all a bit jaded. Yeah. The only really pure character in the movie is, is, is Groot, <laughs> who doesn't have much to say. <laughs> but he's really the only really innocent figure in the, yeah. in the movie. Yeah. 
we're all, you know, we all got huge chips on our shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for, uh, you know, I think it makes for a more interesting and brutal superhero. Too. Totally. What's your training regimen like, you know, now, it's, even with all the shooting yeah, and everything? It's been rough, man, because, like, uh, the last couple of weeks, really, I'm just, I mean, I, because once I'm in my makeup, I just, I'm in my makeup, I can't yeah. do anything, I can't train, so I come, and you know, I eat, and I go on the makeup, and I'm in my makeup for hours, I work all day, get my makeup off, I'm usually the first guy here in the last guy to leave, so I get my makeup <laughs> off, I go home, I shower again, because I'm just filthy, disgusting, and then I go to bed, and then I wake up, and I do it again. Okay. So, yeah. What's, uh, so after the movie filmed, you got some downtime, what do you, uh, you have more movies coming up? Um, I got a couple things that uh, I'm really interested in, um, but none. You know, I, right now I just I'm gonna go home and rest. Imagine a good <laughs> little break will yeah, be nice. Yeah, I'm gonna take at least a, a month off unless. You know, I started getting into Marvel more when they started putting out movies. You know, because I, I hear that all the time. Same. I just wasn't. I mean, I wasn't really a comic book reader. Sure. Yeah, you know, I was. I watched the TV shows. I watched superheroes on TV. Yeah, yeah. And, and the movies. I collect lunch boxes and stuff <laughs> of the superheroes, but. Yeah, just you know, yeah. I was just didn't really go out reading comic books. Right? Yeah, it's, you had a great presence at Comic Con on that panel. Like I was in the room, and you could just see when you were talking and how genuine and, and you know honest about everything you were. Yeah. People were like, "Oh, that guy's awesome!" Uh, like, what was the fan response that you saw right after that? Um, that was all. It was all positive, and I think that's another another thing is that people they just don't know who I am and I think that when they really get a sense of who I am it's, it's kind of like you know it's not what I was expecting um, and I think people they were shocked to find out that you know it was a struggle for me to leave WWE and, and really try to pound the pavement and audition and go out and and, uh, and struggle you know trying to you know make it in this business you know it was, yeah. it was really hard I, can, I mean I was at can only imagine yeah I was I mean you know, three years I struggled, and I was kind of at the end of my line when I got this part. And it was such a long shot, but it just—it's weird how it all fell into place, man. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, totally. And it's like I finally have got an agent to agree. This is my agent now. He turned me down twice before, and this was when turned me down when I was with the WWE. Turned me down when I was out of WWE. Turned me down after I had already had two movies, and finally, just by chance, agreed to take me on. And a week later. He sent me an audition for this, which, um, you know, I found out later that, they, you know, Marvel, they didn't want me. I found out one of the producers, and I won't name him, but he told me he had, didn't want me to read for the part. <laughs> and he told me, he said, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yeah. But, uh, but he didn't want me, he had no interest in a pro wrestler, you know, playing drafts. Um, so. You don't get warm with all that, the makeup on and the paint and everything? Oh, I mean, no, it's, it's chilly, actually, but. Yeah, it's actually, uh, doesn't, no, it doesn't. It's breathable? <laughs> No, not really. I mean, oh. it gets uh, sometimes I'm, like when it's really hot on set. Yeah. I'd sweat a little bit and they come, <laughs> it's pretty gross. They come like whole, whole snake drain the water. Uh. I'm not that much of a sweater. It's not too bad. So you were saying before, you, uh, one of the producers was like, nah, no wrestlers. Yeah. But how does it feel now? Are you like, look at this? Um, nice to prove wrong, people wrong once in a while? You know, I don't know, man. I never really, no, I never really thought about it like that. Mm -hmm. Even when he said, you know, he's, you know, he was surprised, uh, and I didn't really feel like that, like in your face. I didn't right. <laughs> you know, I just, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I don't know, it feels good, though. I mean, right. Yeah, it definitely feels good. Feels like, yeah, because I'm just, uh, you know, I'm still at that point. You know, I, I just really just want to 
do a good job, prove my work, you know, prove that I really earned this part, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just thinking along those lines, I think, still. Yeah. I saw you tweet a picture of uh, Drax toy and like a Silver Surfer toy or something. No, it was a, somebody actually sent it to me. It was a Drax toy um, punching a Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Right? Do you, what do you think about actually being a toy? Because I mean, I'm oh, sure yeah, you're going to... I think, you're, yeah, you think it's... When I we first started shooting, I had a lot of time on my hands, and I had actually uh, the Drax toy, and I had uh, another action figure that it was a wrestling action figure, but a buddy of mine turned it into a character I did called Brass Body, and it was what we called the Man with the Iron Fist, yep. and that's what it was. And I, was <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know, I came up with this fight, se fight scene, <laughs> and I started tweeting, and uh, that's what it was. That's what that was. Right. Do you, like, are you looking for, for me... If I was going to be turned into an actual toy that you go to the store, yeah. you're in Toys R Us, like, oh, that's me in a little yeah. box. That, does that feel weird? Is that cool? Yeah, it's, you it? know, it's kind of, it's still cool, but, you know, I've had so many WWE action oh, figures. Right. Yeah, I had so many wrestling sure. action figures, but I, I've never had a Lego. <laughs> and they're making a, you know, they're making yep. as a, a Lego set, and I'm yep. just, like, so excited yeah, about it. Yeah. I'm yeah. in the, uh, they put me in the Lego video game, uh -huh. uh, like, working in the, in the office oh, yeah. with, like, my glasses and everything. I that was pretty cool. Yeah, Legos, sounds like super psychic. That's like that. the apex. When you yeah, right. Lego, you're like, what else do I need to do? That's awesome. Yeah, so that's I'm like super excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Awesome. I think we got to run, but thanks so much. Yeah, All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, I had a blast with James and Dave. They were just terrific, and I thank them again for giving me so much time. Uh, super cool watching them work too. Uh, just, you know. I, I love that part of the like watching the craft and watching you know the folks get into these characters, get into this you know mode of of arranging these scenes. It's just it's incredible. The end result of Guardians is so awesome. I really 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 loved it. Um, yeah, so check out the first episode with Chris epi uh, the first episode with Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana, and we're gonna have one more episode with uh, Jonathan Schwartz, who is producer on the film, and um, that one's a much longer one, actually, so he's gonna be by himself, it's just us chatting for a while, super awesome, and uh, I'll be back real soon. Thanks, guys, this is Marvel, your universe.